Good evening, family. Are you with me? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. All right, the mission of Jesus. He came to save us from our sin. And Jesus is communicating that sin comes from within. It comes from the heart of man. Nothing outside of man can defile him but that which is from within. And so the mission of Jesus is to give us a new heart and a new spirit, to transform this heart and to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament. I'm going to communicate two prophecies. One's in the prophet Jeremiah and one's in the prophet Ezekiel. In Jeremiah 31, it says, God says through Jeremiah, I will make a new covenant. I will place my law within them and I will write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. The law of God is meant to be inside of us. The first law, the old covenant, the old commandments, it starts with ten. How many are there? There's ten commandments given to Moses on two tablets of stone. Moses goes up a mountain and God gives them the law. But as this law could not transform their hearts, God said through Jeremiah that this new covenant, this new law is about to be on your heart. I'm going to write it not in tablets of stone, but in tablets of your heart. Ezekiel 36 says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you so that you walk in my ways. The new law that Jesus gives us is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the love of God poured into our hearts. Romans 5.5 5. The new law that is not these Ten Commandments but is a fulfillment of the Ten Commandments. This new law is love. How hard is it to love? It's very difficult. And that's why Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will give you my spirit. I will give you the advocate so that you can fulfill my mission in this world. Love. All right. So if the mission of Jesus is to transform our hearts, take out our hearts of stone, give us a heart of flesh, give us a heart that is burning for love, then we have to think what affects our heart. What affects our desires? St. Paul gives us a hint. He says that this battle that we, we're fighting in 2 Corinthians 10, this battle that we're fighting, that Jesus is fighting a battle in our hearts, it is not a flesh and blood, but this battle is in the mind. We destroy arguments. We destroy strongholds. And we, say this with me, take every thought captive. To obey, Christ. to obey Christ. The battle that affects your heart starts in the thoughts, in our mind. And so let's talk about our thinking and, and, and our thoughts. A lot of people struggle with negative thoughts. Constant negative thinking. Negative, negative, negative. And I'm going to give us three things that I want us to consider. The first thing to do if you struggle with anything that is not of God, because our thoughts are not who we are, but they could be temptations from the evil one. Also, God can give us good thoughts, but we have to be aware of our thinking. Don't let your thoughts simply roam. Often, we're not aware, though, of how we think. Like, if I ask you, what are you thinking right now? You might say to me, like, how you're feeling. It's much easier to, to be aware of your feelings than of your thinking. 
A lot of people say, I struggle with anxiety. You feel anxious. You feel afraid. Well, that's a feeling, but you have to ask yourself, what thought is producing that feeling? Because here's a rule, a psychological rule, that our feelings are determined by our thinking. Let's say you're really happy. You're feeling happy. You're joyful, right? Well, ask yourself, what thought is producing my happiness? Let's say you're angry. Peshen asadi, right? What's making you angry? What thoughts are controlling you to make you angry? Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe someone triggers you and, and, and you think of them and they're like, you just get mad right away. Or maybe it's the past and you get angry about the past instead of surrendering it to Jesus and letting it go. St. Paul says, take your thoughts captive, but before we can take anything captive, we have to be aware. What are you thinking? What is on your mind? Don't just focus on how you're feeling, but bring your thoughts to Jesus. Another big feeling is a feeling of lust. Many people struggle with lust. Well, what thoughts are producing that feeling of lust? So this goes to my second point. The first was be aware. Identify your thoughts. But the second point is notice the triggers that bring about certain thoughts. If we want to talk about lust, the thoughts of lust are often triggered whether it's all over the place on billboards, on commercials, on Netflix, on all these garbage shows. The reality is we have trigger after trigger after trigger that produce thoughts. I went to the gym a couple days ago. I was working out, lifting, whatever. I was in the weight room. And I see, I mean, God bless you women. It's rough. I can't imagine the type of temptation that you have to feel like you have to conform and look a certain way. The fact that fashion is limiting you to this is what cute is. But the reality is I went to the gym and I'm being bombarded with temptation. Thoughts, lustful thoughts. Why? Because a girl walked by and I'm like, I could, I could do judgment, which is also not from God. I could lust. I could. All of these thoughts are coming from outside of me and they're seeking to attack my way of thinking and eventually they destroy my heart. Does that make sense, guys? If Jesus is talking about a transformation of your heart, that he wants to take out a heart of stone, give you a heart of love, of heart burning, it starts up here. And recognize the triggers. I often say, you can't control what comes up in your mind. You guys have thoughts. We all have thoughts. And sometimes we get discouraged. We say, why am I thinking this? I'm so sick of thinking this. Or some of us have like, the worst thought ever, and you beat yourself up about it, and you're like, I'm the worst. That is literally the evil one just trying to destroy your identity and make you feel like you're less than who you truly are. So you can't control necessarily maybe what comes up in your mind. Let's say you have a thought, but two things you can control. What you do with it. That's number one. St. Paul says, take it captive to obey Christ. If it is not from God, if it is negative, if it's not the will of God, in the name of Jesus, I renounce this thought and I command it to leave because it has no place in my life. This is not the truth. I do not want to live this way. And in the name of Jesus, be gone. What if it stays? It's a temptation. Don't identify with the thought. Take it captive. You can't control what comes up, but you can control what you do with it. You have to have a tougher mind. 
Second thing, you can control what influences your thoughts. And this goes back to the triggers in our lives. I've been telling a bunch of people, maybe that struggle with lust, how do you, how do you fall? My phone. Okay, no internet on your phone. Go one week, no internet. How much easier would it be if we all had flip phones? And if the internet wasn't like everything, that we could see everything. Parents, recognize even what your children are looking at. Because their minds are very malleable. They're like sponges. They take in everything. So parents, control what your children are looking at. There's things like covenant eyes. There's privacy blockers. There's monitor. You can monitor their internet browsing. But don't we also need that? So keep yourself accountable. Maybe with a friend, but I mean, like, it's just, it's just so much better to be free from the temptation. And so, no more, Satan. So, first was be aware. Second, recognize your triggers. And third, live in the truth. Live in the truth. The gospel means good news. St. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, say this with me. Think about these things. St. Paul is like, he's like talking, he's telling us, hey, be positive. Isn't that what we hear a lot? Be positive? Like, just be positive? Look, don't lie to yourself. If there's a difficult situation, it's a reality, okay? I'm not saying go in la-la land and not be in reality. But St. Paul is saying that there's always good. There's always good news. Our thoughts can beat us up, and we can judge our hearts and say, I'm such a sinner. And yet, family... You are a child of God. The Lord Jesus died for you. He loves you. God the Father loves you so much that He gave His only Son, John 3.16, that if you believe in Him, you won't die, but you'll have eternal life. Romans 8.28 says, all, say this with me, all things, all things work, for work for good for those who love God. That means that anything that's happened in your past that you think is bad, maybe it sucked, but God can do something good from it. Why do I say think positive? Because there's truth in Jesus. That's the truth. So step three is live in the truth. A little activity that maybe you can all do if you want. If you struggle with negative thoughts and things that beat you up, on the left side of a piece of paper, write down all the negative thoughts. Write them down. On the right side of the piece of paper, write down the truth. And make a commitment. I no longer live in the left side. Lord, I'm going to live on the right side. I'm going to live in your truth. When your mind changes, St. Paul says, Romans 12 too, do not conform yourself to this age, but be transformed. Transformation of heart, right? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you may know what the will of God is, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. Ah, sorry. All right. From the renewal of the mind, from living in truth, you have a transformation of heart. And Jesus says, from the heart come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, all of these bad things. From the heart comes sin. But we have to ask the question, 
What is our heart made for? What is meant to come out of your heart? Holy Spirit, if you've been given the Holy Spirit, if you've been baptized and you have the gift of God, the love of God poured into your heart, when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles at Pentecost, tongues of fire came upon them. Your heart is meant to be on fire and what's meant to come out of your heart is the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So say them with me. Love, Love. joy, joy. Peace, peace, patience, peace. Gentleness, gentleness, generosity, generosity. self-control. St. Paul says, against such these things there is no law because the law of Jesus has been placed in our hearts. The Holy Spirit has been placed in our hearts to take out our heart of stone, to take out our bitter heart, to take out our angry heart, to take out our hatred heart, to give us a heart that's full of love so that we can fulfill the mission of Jesus to love. How beautiful is that? There's a story at the end of the Bible in Luke 24. Jesus rose from the dead and he meets these two disciples on the road to Emmaus and he reveals to them the scriptures. He opens to them the scriptures. He must have told them about Jeremiah 31 or, or Ezekiel 36 that the plan and the mission of God was to give you a new heart and a new spirit that God's going to breathe into you His Holy Spirit. And the apostle, the disciples say to them, Jesus, he leaves. He disappears. Awesome, right? In the gospel. And they say to themselves, were our hearts not burning? So that's my question for you. Is your heart burning? Is the Holy Spirit in you? Is the Holy Spirit going to burn your heart? You know what fire does? Sometimes it purifies. Is the Holy Spirit going to purify any sin that comes out, any sin that's in you, any evil desire? Is the Holy Spirit, are you going to allow the Holy Spirit to transform your heart so that all evil is gone on that left side and all love comes in? That you are going to be poured out as an offering, as a sacrifice. The psalmist in Psalm 5 says, Lord, place my heart upon your altar and let your fire fall upon it. The prophet, I forgot which prophet, um, it's okay. He put out sacrifice on the altar and fire came upon that altar. So my question is, is your heart a sacrifice? Do you know that love is sacrifice? And are you willing to be burned by the Holy Spirit? Filled by the Holy Spirit? Today's a beautiful day. Um, the eve of the Assumption of Mary. Mary received the Holy Spirit so perfectly that Jesus was born in her by the Holy Spirit. Are you willing to let Jesus be born inside of you? Come Holy Spirit, amen? amen. Can we just say, come Holy Spirit? Come Holy Spirit. One more time, everybody, come Holy Spirit. And allow the Holy Spirit to, to move your heart. Lord, whatever sin is on my heart, okay. I, okay, Lord. But purify this heart. No more heart of stone, Lord. No more anger. Okay, if you feel anger, take it captive. No more, no more resentment. No more unforgiveness. No more lust. No more sin, Lord. 
But here's the reality. You can't, I can't stop sinning unless it's God. Jesus gave us his spirit. You can't make yourself a new heart. God will do it. So let's let God do it. Amen.